This is Carl Palachuk, and you're listening to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Hi, this is Carl Palachuk. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by my friend and traveling companion, Terry Hedden. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. I wish we were on the road together somewhere fun, but uh, now at least we're in our home offices uh, enjoying some time in, in our home territories. Will I see you in San Jose in a few weeks? Actually, I, um, I am not going there. I'm sending uh, one of my teammates. Uh, it's a little too far for these, uh, these bones to go. Um, if I don't have to, I try to stay off the road. But Wow. I love San Jose. I've worked there for a long time. It's a great place, so enjoy it. All right. So for folks who haven't heard of you, uh, you built and sold pretty good size MSP, actually a big size MSP by modern standards, about 50 employees. And, uh, and then you decided that you just wanted to go make a bunch of people rich, helping them with marketing. So tell us about who you are and, and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, I guess I come from a little different background than, than normal uh, for MSPs. It seems like an industry where a lot of people kind of, uh, you know, came from more of a technical background and sort of became a CEO either by accident or on purpose, but uh, without a whole lot of business, you know, oriented uh, sales type background. So uh, I came kind of the opposite. I came from the University of Florida MBA program. I went to Ernst Young Management Consulting where I did high-level IT strategy and business strategy for Fortune 100 companies. Um, did that for about eight years uh, before getting out and getting into the startup world. Um, I've had nine companies so far. The one that we're enjoying now is called Marketopia. And that was built, frankly, I retired after I sold my MSP. Um, I had hung up my cleats. Um, I was 38 and decided that... So you're, you're a kid, so you couldn't have retired for long. Well, there's two problems with retirement, what I learned, Carl, and, and, and you're, you're probably a wiser guy, so you wouldn't have this problem. The first problem is when you, when you retire, you have, you have a lot of hours to spend money. Like, you don't have things to do, so you end up buying things. And I started to buy toys like jet skis and, and land and business, houses and just random assets or what I thought were assets at the time. And uh, so I quickly realized 90 days in that retiring at 39, 38 was not going to work. So I uh, <laughs> unretired, started Marketopia to help, help MSPs grow, man. What, it took me six and a half years to get to 49 people. Um, it took me six and a half years in business to sell for a number that would allow me to retire. And, and, and frankly, I was kind of always okay at service. I don't think that was our claim to fame. Our claim to fame was we could outsell you know, and out, out market. So we got more leads than everybody else. And we cl closed more than our fair share, including working with some really incredible competition here, uh, headquartered in the Tampa market, like ConnectWise, their IT company, for example. Um, so we, we honed some skills and we were able to uh, do some things that on industry standards were pretty extraordinary. So we launched Marketopia under that guise that, hey, listen, if you're struggling with sales and marketing, let us help you. We'll outsource it for three grand or so. And, uh, you know, full outsourced marketing function, uh, basically managed marketing function for three grand. So we launched and have had some pretty awesome success, man. We just got our second Inc. 500 ranking. So we were in 232 last year at 2,040% growth. 
And this year we're at like 900 and something at um, uh, ranked at 900 something um, in the Inc. 5000. So um, we're doing some pretty cool things. Um, it's been fun, man. I love helping MSPs. I love, we produce early every five minutes or so here for managed services and um, it's fun. It's fun to help. It's fun to help the little guy beat the big guy. It's fun to help right. people <laughs> overcome struggles they've had for their whole lives, you know? So, and is it just marketopia.com? Yes, sir. M-A-R-K-E-T-O-P-I-A.com. So marketopia in my head, it sounds like a, a playground, a, a fun place. And then I look at your graphics. I'm like, Oh, those are exactly the graphics I would want to see with Marketopia. Really? Well, our, our, we must be pretty good at branding. And to be honest with you, the, the graphics originally started off as the concept of we have a trademark on the growth machine. And right. so it's gears all interlocked in the, in the letters. And uh, we, if, if an MSP lets us, we operate very methodically and with a consistent input, we get a consistent result. Now, MSPs do come in there every once in a while and, and jack with those uh, gears a little bit and not throw us off. But uh uh, for the most part, we're able to come in and just kind of deliver on our promises, you know, give them eight new leads a month or 20 new leads a month, whatever they're looking for to reach their goals. Very cool. Yes. So uh, we'll, we'll come back to kind of the inner workings of, of uh, the gears at Marketopia, but tell us about, you have a conference coming up in the fall. Yeah, it's called For You To Grow, the number four, the letter two, the number two, and the word grow, for you to grow.com. Um, we have a road show every year. <laughs> we're, I think we're at eight cities this year. Uh, that was fun to do. Um, a lot of work, as you as you well know. Uh, you've got a very successful roadshow yourself. So we were able to get you know 20 to 50 people at each one, and uh, had a good time. Uh, but the annual is a little different deal. It's a lot bigger. Uh, probably you know 100 ish, maybe more uh, people. Um, where we bring them together. Uh, this year it's at Clearwater Beach on the sand. Uh, shorts and flip flops would be the uniform for the so event. You just have like tents. No, uh, we did that. We almost did that, but but uh, you, you know, tents sound good until you realize that if it rains or you know, there's all these like what ifs. You know, the temperature in October here is perfect. You know, low 70s, low to mid 70s, but the the possibility of rain always exists. So we uh, and wind. So so uh, we looked at a tent on the sand, literally where you didn't wear shoes to the event, and we ended up thinking better. But I uh, know it's at a it's at a really nice four you know four or five star hotel on the beach and. Uh, Anyway, it's a good time, and, and frankly, we, got, we had some really generous vendors this year uh, that allowed us to cover our costs, so uh, it's free. It's absolutely free, so anybody's able to go. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it was a $2,000 ticket, uh, but we've had some uh, very generous people, both that you see and on the website and those that you don't, um, that, that help make it free. So it's a, it's a free thing. All the people have to do is get themselves there, stay at the hotel, and uh, the conference is free. So two, two and a half days of content helping people learn how to get leads and close more of them at a higher price point and higher profit margin. So, and so uh, what days is that? October 9th through the 11th. 9th through the 11th, Clearwater, Florida. So they fly into Tampa? Yeah, you, uh, you could type in, you could uh, come into um, uh, Allegiant, goes into St. Pete, Clearwater. Um, that would be a discounter option and you could probably get round trip from most places in the country for a hundred bucks or less maybe 150. And then uh, Tampa International is the, is the bigger hotel, uh, bigger airport. And that's about 30 minutes away. Um, and you could, almost every discounter goes there, Southwest. Now, I'm a big fan of airlines that do maintenance. So 
Hey, Legion's never had a crash, man. I mean, they all, they almost had a lot of crashes, and they have scary days and scary trips, but no one ever crashed. So um, <laughs> they have a lot of almost crashes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah. Actually, my wife flew uh, not too long ago, and she's had a great experience. So I don't know. I've never done it. All right. Uh, a lot of people do, man. A lot of people do. Yeah, I'm a you know I like big you know Delta United. I like I like big big airplanes. Yeah, I don't blame you. So anyway, that's just a, my bias. So all right, so that's all cool. So uh, let's talk about your services. So you know, is it just a call center? You just like I hire you and you just go get me a bunch of leads. Is that pretty much it? We really kind of, you know, look at the situation, you know, the customer um, take, you know, talk to the MSP or, or the vendor that sells to MSPs and understand where they're strong and where they're weak, you know, from their branding, their logo, their tagline to their website, to their social media, email marketing, uh, web marketing. We look at the whole thing. Uh, Marketopia is a pretty large machine. We have about a hundred people. Uh, we're adding about a person a week here. And um, so we're capable of doing some pretty big things. So we'll get a company as big as SAP, let's say, or Oracle or something like that and, and build out their global website. Um, we produce a website a week or so, and then we market the heck out of it. We got a digital marketing team that generates digital leads. Um, and then uh, to the, the magical formula is a combination of outbound prospecting to follow up on inbound leads, I guess, and, and what we call passive leads, people who are interested, but don't don't call you. And that's the magic. We get nine out of 10 leads by calling into those people and converting them into appointments. So our happiest customers, our most successful customers are the ones that allow us to do the most. Uh, so that would include marketing and appointment setting. And then frankly, take our sales training program. Uh, uh, it's an online uh, e-learning um, system called training.marketopia.com. And that, uh, that system allows them to close more deals. We find a lot of customers that are used to closing word of mouth leads follow a process designed to close word of mouth leads that it fails miserably when it comes to a normal lead where they got to like earn <laughs> trust and all that. So we've created a 60 something course program to teach people how to close a normal marketing lead. So if we can get everybody to drink the Kool-Aid and take care of everything, you know, we've got some customers that are up, you know, 50, hundred uh, percent. We have one that's 600% in four years. Um, so it, it can, we can do some pretty cool things that they, uh, if they empower us and let us go. Right. Well, you know, it's funny. I have, uh, you know, online community and people sometimes just randomly email me and like, Hey, I'm having this issue, that issue, whatever. And there's a kind of this divide. There's a lot of people who they can't, they couldn't take 10 new clients if you gave it to them. Right. They literally can do one thing at a time would they be good prospects for you or should it be somebody who's actually got, you know, three or four employees, they got a service department, they got a service manager, you know, who, who's your best client? You know, that's funny, Carl. When I first launched Marketopia, we were kind of built for the big guy or at least people with a lot of money. Uh, we had a starting point uh, that was high. Um, and, and frankly, uh, Obviously, we had a lot of growth there and success, but uh, in the last 12 months, we've launched a number of programs designed to help the little guy. Um, and frankly, we're able to have a bigger impact on the little guy doing a little bit of service than we ever thought we could. Uh, so we have programs now that are pretty darn robust with reliable flow of leads in the $2,500 a month range. Um, so that's a price point that almost everyone can afford, and that includes actual appointment settings. So you would open up your Outlook, and you have an appointment at nine o'clock with Dr. Smith and one o'clock at Billy Manufacturing, you know, like where in other words, where even the one man MSP can pull them, pull themselves out of a service role into a sales role, 
you know, one to three times a month is, is a good KPI, one to three net new leads per month for the quarter caller. Um, and people are seeing ROIs that are tiny, like 60 days, you know, where they cover the cost for life with recurring contracts, 30 days, 60 days, maybe 180 on the, on the outside. So anyway, that, that's part of our business is exploding. It's really amazing. We're closing more clients than everything else combined. So more little guys than every other medium and large client combined um, in revenue and in net new sales. So it's going really well. We've got a lot of happy clients. So we, we, you know, the little guys, if they're humble and listen and are ready to learn and grow, um, we can have a huge impact. And, and frankly, you know, remember I came out of retirement to do this. So I, I, I do it because I want to do it. And um, I want to help people. And so I can have a pretty big impact on them. And so it's an honor to work with them. You know, um, we've got customers who are adding more RMR in a month than they have in their entire existence. In other words, they're coming in with a 6K RMR MSP, you know, struggling to learn how to close managed services, drinking the Kool-Aid. And all of a sudden we had one the other day, I think this week closed a $10,000 RMR account. And that was even unfathomable, you know, before they hired us. And that was, I think they were 60 days in. So they're on a $2,500 a month program and close a 10K RMR for life. So um, pretty awesome. And so anyway, yeah, so I love helping those guys and, and, and they're the ones that need the most help. And if they have a little bit of courage and overcome the fear of not having a guarantee, um, you know, uh, and just trusting the process, much like they ask their customers to trust them, you can do some pretty cool things for the little guy. Right. So where does the line get drawn? Like I, I don't have any leads. I, I don't, I'm never picking up the phone to call people and beg for their, their money, right? But I will show up for an appointment. Uh, you, you make an appointment and I literally like open up Outlook and say, you know, whatever, my third Thursdays are open for you and with luck, you'll get me an appointment. Uh, but I do the sale, like I show up mm -hmm. and do you help with sales materials? Like what I hand across the table? Yes, uh, we offer like a, kind of like a franchise without a franchise, we call it a sales jetpack. It's all of your marketing collateral, sales collateral, proposal templates, SLAs, contracts, everything in a bundle. Uh, you can pay for that by the month um, or one time. And uh, so we do offer that. We offer the sales training. The training's only 20 bucks a month. So that's actually blowing up right now. Uh, we just launched a, an e-learning product that's very, that anyone can consume, just buy it online. And that's going really well. So yeah, um, the, the, the 2,500 bucks a month, we do your prospecting. We're gonna call around 500 people a month to secure one to three net new qualified appointments. And we, every, what you do is you open every outlook and there's your appointment and there's what's called a green sheet in there. That green sheet will tell you all about that prospect. So you know exactly what you're walking into, the size, uh, what the bank criteria is, the budget authority need and timeline criteria. Um, talk to you about the situation, why they, why they're interested in the appointment. Uh, and Marketopia is unique in the sense that we let the customer set the definition of an appointment. In other words, you know, Carl's a, obviously a celebrity. He may not want to work with any customer that has less than 50 employees. We allow you to put that criteria where it's like, listen, if you want to work with, a, you know, um, a celebrity like Carl, you, you have to be at 50 seats and up. And then basically they would take a 49 seat opportunity and throw it away. So we allow you to raise and lower the threshold of what an appointment is um, and still maintain that uh, pretty strong average, frankly, um, across all of our accounts. So those are our happy, happiest customers. And then we just teach them how to go close it, man. We tell them what to say, how to walk, how to talk, you know, um, and then, you know, cheer for them. And we compensate our employees by the sales made by our customers. So they get the, the, the callers, the appointment setters get commission when you submit a proposal and they also get a 
commission, a lot of commission, frankly, when you get the proposal back as a signed contract. You close the deal? Yeah, they get a big commission. So matter of fact, I just heard the bell ring, which is what that means. Someone got a big payday and it's hundreds of dollars, maybe four or 500 bucks. Um, so they, they make a lot of money. Well, that's good because I have had services, including at one time, I remember buying a, a package deal from Microsoft. Okay. And they called, you know, whatever. And they, they had all these guarantees and all this other crap. And it ended up with one lead, which was to go sell a copy machine like 400 miles south of here. <laughs> what the hell? Like, who are you people and where did you come from? But, you know, this is after we had the big long meeting of, you know, we're trying to push SQL Server. We want to sell the server plus the hardware plus the licenses plus the maintenance, you know, da 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 da. Yep. And then they came back with a copy machine, you know, which I don't sell. Yeah. Well, I'll give you the worst news. So when we launched, we were just digital marketing, we didn't have a call center. And we recommended Callbox. I don't know if you probably have used them over in the Philippines. Um, very nice people. And obviously, Filipino people are wonderful people. But we got more formal complaints than we did clients. And the reason I say that to you is that you think you only got a bad lead. But what you actually did was destroy your reputation to a lot of people who got that call. That's where you, you, see, uh, you see that a lot in our industry. It's kind of a skeleton in the closet, if you will where the offshore appointment centers will actually severely harm the, the reputation of the, of the MSP. So they think they're saving a thousand bucks a month by offshoring to whatever Zimbabwe, but what they're really doing is destroying the reputation that they work very hard to build. So there's a cost uh, uh, in terms of, you know, the damage to your reputation that is hard to, hard to, hard to see, hard to quantify, but man, is it there? Holy cow. We've, we've heard some horror stories. Um, and the same thing happens. There's a lot of call centers in our industry that serve MSPs, frankly, that have like work from home employees that, you know, you don't know what those callers, no one knows what those callers are saying to get the appointment, right? Whereas here they're physically managed. They're all in our, we have a 23,000 square foot facility here in uh, St. Petersburg. They're physically managed. So they can't lie, cheat, steal, fabricate, you know, they're, <laughs> they're being physically monitored. Um, so um, yeah. And do you listen in on the calls? Yes, uh, we, we don't record. A lot of people want recordings, but uh, it actually opens you up to a tremendous amount of legal liability because if it's in a county, city, or state that requires um, approval prior to recording, then you're actually committing um, wiretapping. It's actually a federal offense, and the customer who requires it and the call center who does it can both be liable. So we stay away from that, but we, uh, we do listen in, we whisper. We can whisper to the caller if they get a hot lead and they're struggling their manager will come on and literally help whisper in their ear to help them close that deal. Um, it's hard to get a managed services lead. You know, it's, there's, it's a very difficult sale. It's very value-based sale. It's a very consultative sale. And frankly, it's a very intangible sale. It's a lot easier to get an appointment for a laptop than it is for managed services because what we sell is peace of mind at the end of the day. Right. And it's interesting. So when I talk to people who know statistics, you know, who have actually studied things from Forrester or Gartner, you hear these numbers like, you know, 60% of the small businesses have no outsourced IT. And so there's this massive market. Then I talk to somebody who's like, oh, you know, I call around in New York all day and all night and every single person, every company in New York already has managed services. And so it's like two completely different stories. What do you find, you know, when you're calling around? How many, how many people actually have it and are replacing somebody versus have never heard of it? You know, that, that's, you know, it's a, it's an interesting question. Um, a lot of people that say they offer managed services don't, 
You know, they 100% agree. (laughs) And so we pick that apart. So just because you have an MSP doesn't mean you're getting managed services there. You know, that's like uh, getting it done right versus getting it done. Um, So, so we actually differentiate that. Most people have some sort of an IT solve, right? There's, that's how they're functioning today, whether they're MSP or VAR or whatever calls it managed services doesn't really matter. What are the services they're getting? Is it working for them? Is it delivering results? Are they having problems with IT? Is IT a wind at their back or a wind at their face? And, and frankly, a lot of the time, I say a lot, of course, we have to work very hard to find those people, but um, you know, we're able to find a consistent number of people who are just not happy with what they're doing now. Either the service is wrong, pricing is wrong, maybe they want managed services and they're not, maybe their managed service provider is anti-cloud and they don't wanna be. Um, there's a lot of different reasons right now that we get appointments, uh, maybe security issues or concerns. Um, you know, there's never been a better time to be an MSP. Um, the competition has never, it, this is, I think the worst competition has been, uh, from what we're seeing in a long time. A lot of the better companies are getting gobbled up and becoming very bureaucratic and not very service oriented. And, and a lot of the, uh, wannabe fake MSPs, the people who say they're doing it, but aren't, are being exposed by by uh, not having backups when there's a when there's a hack. Um, there's well, a lot. You see it in the papers. It's like you know some city or some uh, agency's got ransomware, and you're like, well, where the hell was your IT people? Right? How come you don't have a BDR? How come you're not back in business in 20 minutes? Or even if you have a backup, you'd be in business the next day. Yep. But you know, instead you're paying millions of dollars to recover. That's like, it's literally beyond my comprehension. I know it. It's sad. It's How really can sad. that be happening? And then people are not hiring somebody to protect them from that. You know exactly why, Carl. You know, the reality of our industry is that it's hard. It's easy to say you do something and hard to do it. Patch management. Perfect. <laughs> example. It's like, oh, we do patch management. We have this great process. When in reality, you can hide it from the customer that you're not even doing patch management. Right. Or, I'm monitoring. So, so how do you address this? Because it's sort of like, I don't know if you ever read wedge marketing, you know, like drive, driving, you ask these questions to drive a wedge between your client and their current service provider. But you don't want to bad mouth somebody, right? Hey, is your service provider really just kind of a lazy jerk, right? Uh, so how do you come in and say, are you really getting a backup? Are you really getting patches? Do you have any idea what, what you're actually getting? Like, how do you do that? Well, we, you know, in our phase of the process, our goal is to get our client in the door. I know that if I get, Carl's problem is, is getting in the door with a net new prospect. Once Carl gets in the door with a net new prospect, he'll charm his way, he'll find skeletons, he'll, he'll discover where he can add value and where he can give peace of mind. Um, the reality is a lot of customers um, are not happy, you know, whether they, they got a, uh, ransom attack and they had to pay it or, or their service is slow or it's expensive or they're anti-cloud. There's a lot of different reasons, but all you're looking for is unhappiness, right? A crack that allows us to get in. Most of our customers have that as a threshold. In other words, it's got to be a defined opportunity for them to roll. When we first launched, we really promoted what we called meet and greets, which is if they're willing to give an hour with Carl, let's give them an hour with Carl. And, and what we did was we killed our customers. We got them so many appointments. We were averaging about 16 appointments per month per account. And uh, the reality is of that 16, eight are tire kickers or just wasting time because they want to be nice. But there's eight, let's say six or eight of those 
of those prospects that are real. There's, there's a real opportunity there. So, so we get them in the door and, and then, and then frankly, MSPs are pretty good. It's like, Hey, listen, we're not telling you they suck. We're just showing you the backup log, showing the backups weren't successful, or we're showing you our network detective report and showing you that the patches aren't being applied, or your router was end of life three years ago, or there's always that sort of skeleton in the closet. Um, and uh, so there's always an opportunity to, to come in there and provide that wedge uh, between their current provider um, uh, if they're not happy, you know, as long as they open that door. And is it often uh, a network analysis that you're offering? We, um, the answer is yes. Uh, we do not advocate starting off with the network analysis. Uh, that is something that uh, works with word of mouth referrals, but doesn't work when you have to earn trust and earn the right to do an assessment. So we really start off with a, what we call a business technology assessment where we recommend going in and we have 27 questions that people kind of go through and, uh, and, and basically understand what their fears, dreams, pain points, uh, what, they're, what, what they want, what they don't want, what they hate about their provider, what they love about their provider, and basically arming the MSP with the intelligence necessary to later on in the process convey the value of their services by translating it and conveying it in such a way that resonates with the customer. A lot of MSPs make the mistake of having a spiel where they literally go, oh, these are my services, I do this, this, and this. But they don't understand this. No one cares about any of those services. What they care about is how those services impact them. So that right. first meeting really allows them to get that contextual examples uh, that they can use in their spiel uh, to, to make it resonate with the prospect. So yes, it's a network assessment, although it doesn't involve network detective, I guess, until the second appointment. Um, and then when we, we, we don't ever recommend showing a customer a network detective report. Uh, it's a great way to commoditize your services. What we recommend is translating that into some sort of an executive summary that you do show the customer. Right. Well, what I always liked about the network assessment which I guess is a business assessment for me, it's sort of 50-50, is that you spend a lot of time listening to the client. What problems are you having? What, why am I here? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like literally, you know, 100 people called you, why am I here? Uh, and because somebody like, well, you know, I like my guy, but, you know, he doesn't always seem to be completely up on, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And, mm-hmm. and then they say, and I'm afraid that this is happening and that's happening and whatever, I mean, they tell you what their problems are, why they're unhappy with the server rebooting every day, or, you know, like you said, fear of the cloud. Uh, if my IT service provider was afraid of the cloud, uh, it would be literally 20 minutes before I found another one, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, totally agree. And you'd be amazed, man. There's a lot of people out there that are basically most of the time, either they're insecure about their own knowledge or they're fearful about their ability to make a living in the age of cloud. When in fact, the ones that are embracing cloud have the highest profit percentage, highest growth percentage, and have the brightest prospects for the future. I had a friend who, who recently sold his business for 27 million, and he had been in business for 36 months. Put it in perspective. Wow. There's a lot of money to be made in the cloud if you do it right. So, um, slight change of subject, but in, in this frenzy of mergers and acquisitions, are you finding that there's more opportunities to sell against those companies? Because, you know, if you're in the middle of a merger, you're in the middle of chaos for three to six months. Yeah. Well, I mean, in certain markets, you have some big pro, high-profile mergers. But most markets, you know, are so fragmented in terms of a million different players in the industry that that only works if you happen to be talking to the customer who's going through that merger right now. Um, we see mergers, to be honest with you, as one of the fastest, easiest, and most profitable ways to grow your MSP. Uh, there's a lot of people who aren't making 
the right amount of money for their skill set. Frankly, there's a lot of MSPs that would pay them more than they're making as a business owner. So right. we're seeing MSPs on the low end that aren't getting the press. They're consolidating too. You know, the quarter million dollar, million dollar MSPs are buying other quarter million dollar MSPs uh, for pennies on the dollar, uh, basically to take the burden off of the, uh, the uh, MSP CEO and let them go home at night and enjoy their life and make 70 grand a year, which is more than they were probably making as a CEO. So uh, we're seeing the mergers as a, as a wonderful thing. Uh, there's a lot of pretenders out there that are getting bought by uh, contenders. Um, we're seeing a lot of little guys that are folding up shop and taking a job at a, at a larger MSP. And then you're right, there are MSPs out there that are big and gobbling up other big ones and creating these national behemoths. Um, but again, we see this as the greatest opportunity ever in the managed services business. The business model has been proven. Everybody has accepted it as the de facto standard pretty much now. Um, and the companies that are worth having are, are okay spending the money on a monthly basis rather than the old break fix model. Uh, what we see as the next wave of, consult, of, of, of innovation in the industry is around price compression. There's a large MSP here in town, uh, Tampa Bay and Central Florida called IT Authorities that launched a $99 all-in program. And they basically built their model around it. And, uh, you know, they're, I think they're probably due $75 million this year in managed services. It's no joke of a company. Uh, and it's run by really smart people. And, and frankly, they're, they're building their life around it. And in the age of cloud, you can do that. You can charge $99 bucks and make a lot of money because you don't need level three engineers anymore. The technicians right. are making 10, 12, 15, 20 bucks an hour, uh, not this, you know, 30 to 50 bucks, 30 to 80 bucks an hour that they were making just five years ago. So in a cloud world, man, you can, you can be pro cloud, bring your cost of service down, create a better quality of life for the owner and engineers and, and uh, come out with a compelling profit pro- product that allows you to win and compete with the big guys and the little guys alike. Very cool. Well, believe it or not, we're essentially out of time. Oh, man. That's the first news I've heard all day, Carl. I love talking to you. So what's the best way for folks to get up, uh, in touch with you? Uh, probably visit our website, marketopia.com. Call us at um, 888 uh, 4u2grow.com. Or even better, come visit us. Our, come visit our, at our uh, annual conference here uh, coming up October 9th to the 11th. That's free. And we'd love to have people just like you, Carl, that need more leads, want to grow profit higher, and, and retire even wealthier than you already are. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Terry Hidden. I appreciate talking to you all the time. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.